Hi. Hi. What's up? Welcome back to what? The... Another episode of what? It's called Crime Cocktails and BS. Crime. Cocktails. Cocktails. BS. BS. We come up with some dumb like intro announcement for our podcast like name. Yeah. <laughs> like what exactly we just did. Oh, yes. Um, it's so funny. Someone asked me how we came up with the name. And I was like, legit, we threw what we were doing in chat GBT and <laughs> saw what spewed out. And then we were we like, had like hundreds. Yeah. And I think I think in the end we just took bits and pieces from stuff and we were like, this is it. Done. Yes. Wonderful. This is it. Got it. Thank you guys for sticking around for the origin story, but we are so excited for today because clearly we're both unhinged, which you know means yes. so much fun for us. Um, <laughs> it is going to take a dark and stormy turn, and that was not a pun this week. Ooh. It's going to be real dark for a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be real dark for a dark. It's going to be real dark for a hot Stop. minute. So we will 110% put in the time stamp for when we get to the fun part. Mm-hmm. um because yeah shit she's probably real. the darkest case i've ever read about i thought the i thought the candy man one was the darkest this i think takes the cake oh that was pretty bad too yeah this that is was bad. really Ugh. Ugh. okay but before we do that i was telling kaisa before we started recording i shot up in the middle of the night <laughs> ran to my desk from my bed and had to write down two icebreaker questions <laughs> to start the episode <laughs> because I did I was so I'm excited and scared <laughs> the question that shot into my head at 2 a.m was what do you consider to be the best song from a fictional band okay, it's my okay. number one would be my favorite song from a fictional band is supernova girl from xenon girl of the 21st century I was yes I like, don't know, how good man. is that jam? Zoom, zoom, zoom. I don't know if I have an answer, though. Okay, well, I'll just give you my top three. So Yeah, give me yours. Okay, I don't Supernova Girl from Xenon. Like, okay, that's core. a good one, yes. Love I found that. it on Spotify, but it's only a remix, but <laughs> I'm into it. It's fine. I'm, I'll listen. Um, okay. Eye to Eye from the Goofy movie. Yes. which is so good by the way you can now buy the band t-shirt like the concert t-shirt from that guy from the goofy really movie. yeah i need it <laughs> i yeah, absolutely you need, do it. need that um you need and that. then rounding out my top three is a non-disney themed one it is um pop goes my heart from music and lyrics with hugh grant <laughs> I oh said i, I wasn't like gonna that. lose my yes. and then yes. pop goes my heart i love that was a good one thank you oh my gosh um, wait did you ever watch that show with sarah Bareilles in it and they're like a fake girl band like a fake girl group? oh with um uh, busy phillips busy phillips yeah. yeah i started watching that that was good too. yeah like the music for that, that has really some good, good songs yeah, yeah that has some really yeah. good ones um yeah yeah see girls like there's so Eva. much more yeah girls five ever <laughs> Oh, and you know what? What I just thought of in my head, everything from Josie and the Pussycats, that movie. Oh, of course, of course. And the Wait, fake, okay, like, yeah. Backstreet Girls Boys band. Busy Phillips. Anything from Rick and Morty. Podcast, by the way, <laughs> Rick and Morty. 
like yes, get swifty about... is one of my favorite songs swifty i gotta admit it get swifty oh I'm my god 100 percent into it i listen to that in my car while i drive <laughs> that is on multiple playlists obsessed with that <laughs> i would love for someone to listen to our episodes and then tell us about our psyches because yeah we are complete honestly i i may have watched we're shrek. different yeah i may have watched shrek last week when i was sick that's like one of my comfort movies um it's from 2001 we were like 10 11 it's, it's fine. okay i also got gianna's okay. son into it and now he refers to it as the dragon movie and i absolutely adore that um <laughs> the dragon movie the dragon movie um but i was watching it oh my god where was i going with this something about oh and shrek says that he's an onion and has layers i love that scene we are onions the and then so many layers like, what about a cake cake has layers and i think i like the onion more <laughs> it makes more sense yeah yeah you gotta peel back those layers also the new jumanji is one of my comfort movies so you i can't judge you jack black (laughs) and the rock i love jack black wait have you seen there's that new there's that new trend on tiktok that's like who is your unconventional celebrity crush jack black no i mean unconventional maybe He's like so charismatic. I'm obsessed. I adore him. Yeah, I I still mm-hmm. think mine has to be serious black. But it, is that considered un- unconventional? Serious black. He's so mysterious and dark. Anyone and covered in that many sexy. tattoos and like the facial? I don't know. It's, yeah, uh, it's bad. Yeah, the mustache is like. I feel you. It is. It is <laughs> a problem. Okay, I'm overheating. You know what would help this is a nice sip from Kaisa's Cocktail Corner. The Banana Queen. And it is a blended drink kind of new um coconut cream banana malibu spiced rum tamarind soda nutmeg and ice and guys don't forget you can turn all of our mocktails into cocktails and vice versa as well as mm-hmm. we completely understand we are taking normal cocktails and changing the names yeah <laughs> someone that went off on our instagram <laughs> So but not on us. Answer. It was a whole ass argument with like two people being like, "Yeah, we were just supposed to go back and forth." <laughs> this is not a Manhattan. This is a Manhattan. Blah, 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 blah. We understand. You need to have this much vermouth, and yeah, we're guys. <laughs> yeah. This is this is for fun. We're not. This is just neither for fun. Neither of us have ever said we had bartending skills. <laughs> <laughs> we like, are not claiming like that. We're making these. These are twists on uh, cocktails. If the twist is just changing the name, that's what it is. That's, that's it's great. Just for fun. And it's really just yeah. to, you know, also, we call ourselves crime cocktails and BS. We kind of have to have a fucking cocktail in there. Kind of have to. Can't, can't <laughs> not. So, uh, yeah. So sometimes mm. we just change the name to fit whatever we're talking about. Which, if you yeah. haven't realized this week, we're talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. Start your Start engines. Start your engines. <laughs> 
<laughs> we are we're talking about i i don't know what's going on with me today actually <laughs> i'm i'm okay with it okay but, you know it's fine You're i'm obsessed so with your many... nails by the way thank you i'm calling them chic emo these are they're so motherfucking good. nails they're chic beautiful emo. I'm into them. um yes beautiful. thank you so much i text kaisa after i got them done and i said chic or black and white cookie and we've landed on chic, chic emo and that is that is mm. my goal that is yeah. my goal for my 2024 i feel like i've entered my villain era but like but in aesthetics mm-hmm. i guess going but before we dive in to trigger bananarama yes ding dong we are okay. yeah, ding dong um we are we definitely 100% need to do a trigger warning because this these... one's tough Ooh. yes I was like having I watched the peacock documentary and I was like screaming oh, you did? at the tv yeah you always you know what I got it if we had to give awards I'd give you the award for always going the extra mile you watch <laughs> the shit I'm like I'm like well yeah, no because I try to find like different little things that I can find like some fun facts that aren't just all out on the internet you know um yeah no I I it was I pretty dark this shit's we'll dark okay so though. we're talking about yeah so we're talking about the toolbox killers trigger warning um everything there's everything bad in this Every- rape murder kidnapping bad bad men awful things terrible awful. terrible things yeah so we will 100 like i said we will put the timestamp in the description so you can skip on ahead in case it get either you're listening and it gets too heavy or you're just not interested which is totally cool we appreciate you yeah, being you honest with yourself we love self-awareness so Protect yourself if you need to. Protect yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, okay? That's what we like to say. <laughs> Kai's is like, why uh, the fuck did I sign up for this? <laughs> I'm loving it. This is great. This Thank is the energy you. we want. This is um, the energy we need. <laughs> ah! Yes, okay. Okay, so we're starting here. Flagging yes. the start of the Flag. awful things. <laughs> Of the like, we've got our like these... novels of notes yes um, <laughs> all right oh so this is about the toolbox killers lawrence sigmund bitteker and roy norris terrible terrible yes. humans of terrible terrible that are no longer with us thankfully um in 1979 Bitteker and Norris used the roads of California as their hunting grounds and relied on the remote areas of the San Gabriel Mountains where they brutalized and killed their victims Bitteker was born in Pennsylvania he um, is a Libra because now I'm very interested in seeing what signs all these crazy people are i love you know that they you're say, looking these up that's awesome well because you know they say there's a lot of sagittarius and i happen to be one so mm-hmm. i like to oh, just keep the serial killer awesome. no i'm not i'm a serial yeah. killer when it I'm comes to looks maybe but <laughs> yes not people yeah okay anyway sorry <laughs> um yes so lawrence bitteker from pennsylvania 
he was unwanted he was an unwanted child of a couple who had not chosen to have children and he was placed in an orphanage by his birth mother and then was adopted his adopted father worked in aviation industry which required the family to move around a lot throughout the united states and bitteker also has an extremely intense criminal past so he, intense. Like, Wait, from- i just want to jump in yes please. I- were the ones that adopted him Thank you. I that really was random. not in my research. And he said they basically fed him and clothed him, but didn't give him any ounce that of was attention. It. They, he was basically alone, like all day, See, every day. So he was. This talking. is where the nature versus nurture thing comes in. Like exactly, exactly. I love this stuff. But, like, was he just yes. always destined to be this fucked up dude? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So his first arrest was for shoplifting at age 12. Um, A lot of petty theft within the next four years of his life. And then he would later claim that these numerous theft-related offenses committed throughout his adolescence had been attempts to compensate for the lack of love he received. Which is like... Mm -hmm. Getting attention, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. And then um, with... He dropped out of school, and within that year, he'd been arrested for car theft, hit and run, and evading an arrest when um, he was in prison at, so he went to prison then at the California Youth Authority until he was 18. And then mm-hmm. his, I guess his aunt and uncle, it says, disowned him and moved to another state. Okay. And it's really dark, so be prepared. <laughs> Um, when, so when he was a little kid, his mom gave him up, like he said, um, and he actually was so mad when he was a little kid that he made up several plans to kill his mom. Oh, um, his adopted parents, his aunt and uncle did not even have birthday parties for him. Nothing like that. It was literally what the fuck? Just, that's like baseline meal, parenting. Your, it sounds terrible. It's really sad. Um, he had a 138 IQ, super, super smart person but he was i have a 132 very unmotivated that's that's really good does that mean does that mean i'm <laughs> does that mean i'm destined guys i'm gonna have an existential crisis during this whole thing you are going to become a serial killer no but he played with fire as a kid he burned down a couple sheds and nice. he was in his interview he was like i just wanted attention so i did that he actually tortured animals and trigger warnings he snuck out one night and pulled rabbit's eyeballs out with a fires oh. and started doing shit like that while they were alive. And it's really fucking sad. I mean, that's also um, something that is like a trend. It's a warning. Yeah. And yeah, it's, red flag. it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's a red fucking banner. <laughs> um, he also used to, he actually said this in the interviews. He was like, I'd set an alarm for midnight when I was a kid and I would sneak out of the house, wander around the neighborhood and peep into windows. And he would actually break into houses and move furniture around and then leave and just like watch freak people, people freak out. out. Yeah. It was like a mental game, which is really fucking scary. So that's a big sign of psychopathy. Like people do shit like that and play with people's yeah. psyche Minds. and it's like fun for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's also... one thing to do as a hobby, I guess. It's so fucked up. It's so dark believe to be like, that this there's is other fun. Things. Yeah, like, <laughs> why not try, I don't know, pottery? Like, 
some roller skates or something. I don't know. He also had a girlfriend in high school. Oh, bless her. He said, so this is where they think it started. He took her into the mountains, the same mountains, told her he loved her and she didn't say it back. Mm. So the yeah. and he said and the girlfriend actually looked like most of the victims the blonde hair blue eyes wore a cross and he actually made some of them wear a cross <gasps> i wear one killing them. you're oh! not setting yourself up to win in this <laughs> no i'm losing hardcore <laughs> um but isn't it crazy like so many killers that we have covered or will cover thanks to our wonderful spreadsheet um have that trend of going after like their victims are like or they share the same features or similar features to like a person that they connect with from their past i feel like a lot of time Some it's kind the of mother that they had yeah mm-hmm. a lot of time it's the mother mm-hmm. or the father or a ex-lover and it's uh it's so creepy um, I'm honestly sweating. Say one more thing. I know this. It's, it's too much. It stole steaks from Ralph's one day. Someone Ralph's? came after him as he was walking out from Ralph's in California because he was in California. Um, and we, he... you know what? We both shopped there. <laughs> and that nice... I go, yeah, that's where I go. Um, that was my old grocery he... store when I lived that... in LA. Sorry, know, it's a good one. It's cheap. It's the Ralph's. It's nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> That I turned around and somehow had a knife in my hand. I don't know what happened. He stabbed oh, this no. guy and almost killed him. And that went sent him to jail. So that was at like Ralph's. one of the first times. He... Yeah. I mean, I've seen weird shit happen yeah. at Ralph's, but no one gets stabbed. It's just so I've... creepy the way he was talking about everything. He's like, I somehow yeah. did this. And I don't know how like, I have no I idea. How did this happen? Yeah. Like a break in his psyche like or something? Like taking all the blame off of him. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Well, let's face it. Really he's probably, he, after reading about him, he definitely has some narcissistic tendencies. So what's one thing a narcissist yeah. can't do is take any blame on themselves. Yeah. They are the victim. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, he's definitely a psychopath. Like he was diagnosed as a psychopath. So thank God someone did that. Or mo- actually, or, wasn't it multiple doc- it? doctors? Antisocial personality disorder. Yeah. Is that the same thing. Which, by the way, psychopathy? I have no idea that was a thing. I didn't either. Or I feel like that explains so avoidance? many people. It does. Yeah. It does. But <laughs> regardless, then you have his counterpart. Roy Norris, who is from Colorado. So now we have someone from, see, serial killers are from everywhere, guys. Not just Florida and Wisconsin, like we like to think. Yes. Um, Did you actually know that there's a a statistic that, like, you probably walk by at least six serial killers in your lifetime? Yeah, that's horrifying. (gasps) Yeah, that's like, hey, good morning. Hey. (laughs) Like. Have a great day. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, so he was conceived out of wedlock, which in the 40s was a big no-no. Big no-no. Yeah. So his parents did get married to avoid any stigma around it and the illegit and the illegitimate birth. Because he would have been a bastard like Alexander Hamilton. A bastard. Yes. 
who's a bastard orphan sorry <laughs> guys i'm telling you i'm really i'm apologizing right now um his father <laughs> works in a scrapyard and his mother was a drug addicted housewife which by the way back then kind of normal pretty for housewives. normal yeah pretty standard let's face it they needed uppers Mom's to do all the work helping. and downers yeah. yeah let's face it i don't I, they set such a high standard for how to keep a house i would be on drugs and it, yeah the only way they've been able to do it is because they were on <laughs> drugs like hello they had to clean cook take care of their like do gross things with their husbands like bring them they had to vacuum and drink a martini at the same time like just that how do you hold both things like i don't understand i look like i'm fucking sparring with someone as a like on guard like it's so bad now that when we record this i know exactly what parts of the episode kaisa is gonna clip and put them on instagram and tiktok like i know like that one that just happened Done. That was me doing happening. me doing something ridiculously <laughs> stupid, and I live for it. Bring it on! Everyone loves it, so you gotta. Everyone you gotta loves share it. it. Everyone <laughs> loves how I said Elmo is <laughs> spreads toxic positivity. <laughs> they loved that. Loved it. It's a good theory, oh, though. Anyway, sorry. It is so true. So his extended family lived within a short distance, and his, uh, and this is all due to his grandfather doing real estate investments um and repeatedly placed mm-hmm. uh, he was like then placed in foster cares around so again another child who yeah so another child whose family didn't necessarily want him and got passed around um he said that his childhood recollections were interspersed with memories of wrongful accusations while living with his biological parents and of being neglected by many of the foster families he lived with, frequently being denied sufficient food or clothing. So very similar to how Bitteker was describing his childhood. You can see how the mm-hmm. two kind of came together. Need some emotional nurturing as a kid. Like, <laughs> you can't yeah, just exactly. abandoned. Yeah, well then, mm-hmm. Norris continued saying that um, the prejudice he held towards Hispanic people originated from the neglect and abuse he endured as a child when placed in the care of a family. Um, while oh, living... I didn't even know that was something. Yeah, and then he went back to his birth parents, which is so bizarre to me that you're like passing him around and then all of a sudden you're ready to take him back. Like, yeah, where's where's DCYF in this case or like what is Child Protective Services like CPS? Um, but so then Norris, um, was living with his parents at the age of 16 and he visited the home of a female relative who was in her early twenties and began speaking to her in a sexually suggestive manner. She ordered him to leave her house and informed Norris's father, uh, who then threatened to be his son. I need to stop using my thumbs apparently. Um, really not a thumbs up situation (laughs) i know and then norris then stole his father's car and drove into the rocky mountains more mountains Mm. where he attempted to commit suicide by injecting pure air into an artery in his arm what i did not read this that's crazy you watched the docuseries i went online (laughs) boom boom i went online too i didn't see that that's 
freaking yeah. nuts. He was later okay. then apprehended as a runaway and returned to live with his parents. And then upon his return home, Norris's parents informed him that he and his younger sister were unwanted children and that they intended to divorce when both reached the age to leave home. Could you imagine? Okay, first of all, child of divorce here. Having your parents just even tell you that without being so like just dark. point blank sucks. It is a mm -hmm. very dark moment. Think about it then, taking it to another level of your parents being like, we're just staying together. We didn't want you. And we didn't want you. We're just staying together because we're stuck with you. What the fuck? That's very upsetting. Yes. Um, and then Norris dropped out of school and joined the Navy. Because apparently that's what we all do. Um, he was stationed in San Diego. 65 and was deployed to serve in the vietnam war in 1969 oh, where's the I, naval i didn't even know there was a naval base in san diego coronado oh my coronado god you're right whole, it's like the whole yeah there's Oops. a huge navy yeah he didn't see any huge. combat during his four months four month tour on duty and he was honorably discharged from the navy after one tour guys <laughs> the notes we have on this is it's a thick boy it's absurd listen yeah, to this it's absurd it's it's a thick boy okay anyway first offenses how many so just so we're clear these guys were in and out of prison throughout they met in prison their lives yeah they met in prison so after so that's how they met each other yeah. creepy yeah yeah so like bitteker had been arrested multiple times he was incarcerated for robbery and then he was characterized as by a psychiatrist as being highly manipulative um he had who's was also said that he was having considerable concealed hostility which is kind of obvious when looking at this he would yeah. be released and yeah. then he'd be imprisoned again for parole parole violation um he was prescribed anti-psychotic medication and then he'd get out of jail then back in jail for theft um and then in 1974 he was actually arrested for assault with attempt to commit murder after he sit after he stabbed a young supermarket employee who had accused him of stealing mm -hmm. ralph's that's it that's the ralph's one ralph's that is it just didn't say so Ralph's in my notes in jail for yeah. a while yeah so <laughs> these men both met at the california men's colony in san luis obispo um so wait just to go back roy norris yeah. is not very smart so we just know it's like so bideker used that obviously because yeah. he's so intelligent he was manipulating norris a lot so yeah. um he wasn't the brains uh he was a very large man though he was very yeah, large he was the strong. it's literally the brains and bronze of the operation it's mm -hmm. pinky in the brain guys it is pinky in the it's brain. pinky in the brain <laughs> um but yeah Ew. it's so interesting though to see the difference in their um arrests because bideker mm -hmm. was more theft robbery and norris was more sexual assaults yep so you can kind of see how when the two of them came together how it melded they, yes this these crimes actually were committed because they took the two 
like I I don't even want to say this. This only word skills. I'm using giant yeah. air quotes. Um, I mean, they were skillful the- at it, uh, grossly, but yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah. So like Norris had been arrested multiple times, um, forcing his way into cars of a lone woman, um, uh, attempting to rape. Um, he was diagnosed by military psychologists with schizoid personality disorder. Uh- attacked a female student at San Diego State University. He was charged with assault with a deadly weapon. And he was also, um, after being in jail for five years for that, doctors actually said he was an individual who was of no further danger to others. God, were they wrong? They were so wrong. Months later, he assaulted a woman, a 27 year old woman on her way home from a restaurant in Redondo Beach. He offered her a ride home. She declined. And then he parked his motorcycle and grabbed the woman's scarf, twisted it around her neck before informing her that he intended to rape her. She didn't resist because she was scared out of her mind. And although the rape was reported, they were initially unable to find the perpetrator until a year later. Um, They were able to... um, identify his license plate because she remembered it Mm. and so he was then arrested and then sent to the california men's colony in st louis obispo and then the two of them meant met in 1977 so what did they do in jail they got together and talked about all the things they love yes and made a plan to buy a commune or to build a commune in the middle of the mountains yep they pl- made plans for all of this shit to ha- that comes. So yeah, they... this is also after they were sitting in jail, bonding over the fact that Bitteker, um was a uh, was associated with hardened criminals from motorcycle gangs. Um, they Norris would tell Bitteker about that the biggest stimulation for him was seeing frightened young women, mm-hmm. and he um they're just like getting off just talking about their shit yeah and they ended up coming up with this elaborate plan to um murder one girl of each teenage year between the ages of 13 and 19 and they vowed to become reacquainted once both of them were released to be able to pull this Mm -hmm. off yeah they actually planned to get a van and Mm -hmm. snatch victims together so they called their van murder mac even before they got it yes which is and it so was, disgusting and it was a silver gray 1977 gmz vandura is the type wow. of van which is a vehicle with wind that's windowless in one side and has a larger passenger side sliding door um so this was perfect for them because when bitteker saw the sliding door he realized that norris could pull up to a teenage girl really close and they don't have to open the door the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, so creepy. And then, yeah. And then they finally, so um, Bitteker was released in 1978. He started working as a skilled machinist. He was making about a thousand dollars a week. He became several, he became friendly with several people in the neighborhood. He would donate to the Salvation Army. So he was putting out this persona that he was a good guy. Yeah. Um, 
And he also became particularly popular among the local teenagers. He later admitted the primary reason he always had beer and marijuana in his Burbank motel was that his residence would remain a popular place for teenagers to socialize. So gross. So So gross. gross. And then Norris was released in 1979. He moved in into his mother's home. And then within one month of his release, he had raped a woman when he then simply abandoned her in the desert. Uh, he found employment as, elect- as an electrician in Compton. And then finally, in late February of 1979, the pair met at a hotel and rekindled their plan. Several or a couple women that were actually subpoenaed later during the trial, but they were actually like he was so kind to me like he had a thing for pregnant women and he actually cared about them or like wouldn't rape or murder them and this was before Norris got released so he took them in and gave them money and food for house like clothing housing doctors appointments everything interesting age pregnant people and they said that he was very kind yeah I mean Bitteker really wasn't the one who was bringing on like the sexual assault portion yeah but he was violent well i mean obviously but one woman said that he something happened where they got in an argument and he said the only reason you're alive is because of me and i took you in and he pointed a gun at her and then she ran away and that was it but narcissist much creepy 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 shit to take in pregnant teenagers i'm sorry i'm trying so hard not to say something no creepy Creepy I say that every time we say probably yeah absolutely there's no way in my there's no doubt in my mind he said he also said to all of them promise me one thing if I'm like helping you with all this shit that you'll be a good mom so it's kind of sad but also like yeah I just turned into a sad puppy for a second and then had to remind myself that this guy's a fucking serial killer (laughs) It is sad, though, because some of those things it are is like, sad. you dealt with that as a kid. Like, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Their inner child. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So n- now the two of them got together. They're together Decked now. out their fucking van. Murder Mac. And from Ugh. February to June of 1979, the two men would pick up over 20 female hitchhikers. Wait, I want to just say something because I thought you would yes. love it because we've talked about it before. They had walkie-talkies that they used all the time. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to ruin walkie-talkies for us. But they- no, nothing can ruin a walkie-talkie for me. <laughs> I love them so, so put, much. In Murder Mac, they put walkie-talkies, police scanners, a bed. They put carpeting in it. They put um, curtains over the windows they like covered everything they also soundproofed the walls of it um and they also they found photos of them before they started any of the murders they found photos of them at the spot where they dropped bodies taking pictures pointing down into the ravine like smiling they they showed them on the documentary it was really creepy they like scouted it out they had a deep plan like yeah everything was yeah, they found the spot in late April and they broke open the locked gate with a crowbar and replaced the ro- the lock with one of their own so they'd be able to use it. Which is so messed up. Um 
But before that, so in February, the pair didn't assault any of the 20 hitchhikers they they picked up. They were essentially using them as practice runs as a way for them to develop the ruse and to lure girls into the van voluntarily and then discover the secluded location. Like, we're going to use this girl as a practice run. You're just a prop. Yeah. Yeah. And, And then... I figured you'd get all the info on the victims as you normally do. So I do have there was Lucinda Lynn Schaefer, who was 16, Andrea Joy Hall, 18, Jackie Doris Gilliam, 15, and Jacqueline Leah Lamp, 13, and Shirley Lynette Ledford, 16. They're just so young. It's so sad. So young. So gross. Yeah. Um, their yeah, yeah, their first victim was Cindy Schaefer, like you said, Lucinda. Um, she was snatched off the sidewalk. Um, they were smoking weed and driving around, photographing women like they do every day. And they found, they found her walking down the street and asked her if she wanted weed or a ride. She said no, so they drove around, like kind of following her, watching her, and then snatched her. In the documentary, the woman asked, why did you pick her? And he was like, I don't know. She was all alone and she was young and I don't know. It was just easy. She was wrong place, she wrong wasn't time. Looking out for anyone. Yeah. She he basically blamed her, obviously, because they blamed the victims in a crazy They always way. blame the victim. Um, he said she was strangely low-key and didn't fight back. They tied her up in the back and drove to the mountains. Bittaker kept watch at the van while Norris raped her. And then they switched places several times. Cindy asked if they were going to kill her. And she asked if she could pray while, if they were. And they laughed and said, God isn't here, only devils. So then they were like, oh, well, she's seen us and recognized us. And she could turn us in. Norris was a registered sex offender. So he would go to jail. I mean, they both would, but like, yeah, (laughs) that's what they were worried about. So then Norris said, you hold her and I'll strangle her. Norris was got sick because she wouldn't die and there was a creepy look on her face, he said. So he let go and vomited. Bittaker got a hanger and they twisted around her neck so tight it strangled her. Um, they wrapped her in a shower curtain and threw her down the ravine. Yeah, and, and this is essentially how they did it with initially. Yeah, and this is essentially how they did it with everyone. Yeah. And, and they well, would also take yeah. photos of them posing and make them smile so they showed a picture of the hanger and it was like this small they said it was like the size of a quarter that's how much they twisted it and it's sick sick yeah um but they did use i don't want to go through every single one because it's basically the same story but Mm -hmm. um they did use an ice pick as well yep um, and they actually found the ice pick snapped off because the handle broke off in her head. So that was, that's disturbing. Um, yeah. No, it was Jackie. Um, yeah. 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 And then, so obviously these murders happened. And then. Terrible. Um, we meet Joseph Jackson, who um, became reacquainted with the two guys. Um and 
Norris felt comfortable in confiding in Jackson regarding his and Bittaker's exploits over the pe- previous five months, including graphic details of the murder of Shirley Ledford. Um, mm-hmm. Upon hearing this confession, Jackson consulted his attorney who advised him to inform the authorities. So if Norris hadn't opened his mouth, who knows how many more murders there would have been. They would have kept Uh, doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So Jackson agreed and he and his attorney informed the Los Angeles Police Department, who in turn relayed the two men to the Hermosa Beach Police. Paul Bynum, who was assigned to what? Uh, I do want to say that each murder they did, it kept getting worse. What they Mm -hmm. did to these women, it like kept getting longer. They would hold the women longer. The last one they actually recorded the whole thing. That's the Ledford one. So they, it's a 17 minute recording. How they were able to arrest the two men. Um, So Norris had confided in Jackson where he claimed he and Bittaker had sprayed mace in the face of a woman matched who matched a report filed about an incident that occurred on September 30th. Um, her name was Robin Robeck, and she had been sprayed in the face with mace before getting dragged into a van and raped by two Caucasian men in their mid thirties before being released. So Paul Bynum, who was assigned to investigate the claims dispatched an investigator to visit Robin at her residence in Oregon to show her a series of mugshots. Without any hesitation, she positively identified two photos presented to her as those of the men who kidnapped and raped her, which were Norris and Bittaker. So mm-hmm. they were then, um, upon linking Bittaker and Norris to the rape, the Hermosa Beach police placed Norris under surveillance. And w- I said that like a true New Englander surveillance um within days they observed norris dealing weed so they were able to arrest him for a parole violation um on the same day bitterker was also arrested for the rape and although robin had identified the mugshot she was unable to positively identify her assailants in a police lineup so both were held on charges of parole violation because obviously they didn't want to let them back out, mm-hmm. um, which then led to a search of Bittaker's apartment, which is where they found several Polaroid photographs, which were de- determined as depicting two of the victims, both of whom had been reported as missing earlier the same year and a bracelet he had taken off Ledford's body as a souvenir. They then went into the van and discovered a sledgehammer, a plastic bag filled with lead weights, a book detailing how to locate police radio frequencies, a jar of Vaseline, two necklaces belonging to two of the victims, and a tape recording of a young woman in distress, screaming and repeatedly pleading for mercy mercy while being tortured and sexually abused. So Shirley Ledford's mother had to listen to that and was able to identify the voice as being her daughter's. Then they searched Bittaker's motel because Bittaker had his apartment and also the motel room in Burbank. There were seven bottles mm-hmm. of various acidic materials that investigators would learn later discover Bittaker planned to use these materials upon their next victim. So as Kaisa was saying, these murders oh. were getting more and more intense and to think they were actually going to use, yeah, they to think they were going to use acid on the next person. 
um, then they went, they found almost 500 teenage girls and women photographed between the two homes. So Norris and Bittaker's house homes, um, where most of these pictures had been taken without the girl's knowledge or consent. There's one photo of Jackie where they posed her in the woods and they made her smile and they showed the picture and she's just like, she has a black eye and she's like smiling and like taped tied up and it's oh. so fucking so sad like you can just see her eyes like she's given up um oh i want to say before we move on that mm-hmm. they're jackie and leah actually they almost escaped outside mm-hmm. of a um i think it was tennis court um, one of them got out of the van and was screaming and screaming, and then they hit her in the head with a beat a sack of BB guns, knocked her back into the truck, and then he was like, Sorry, she's having a bad LSD trip. We're taking her home. And they just like no one called the police or anything. Like, can you imagine that happening today? Uh-uh. <laughs> if someone screamed bad LSD trip, someone would be like, I'm calling the cops. Even that, yeah. Even that. Even that. Like, like it's teacher? not the se- it's not the 60s and 70s anymore. Like who is oh, yeah. God. No. Um, but yeah. yeah, so Norris was the first to confess. He attended a preliminary hearing concerning the rape of Robin. Um, at the hearing, he actually waived his Miranda rights before Detective Bynum and Deputy District Attorney Stephen Kay began questioning him. Um he was in, it was initially concerning Robin Robeck and then the concern, the statements were given to the police and evidence recovered from Bittaker's residences that he flatly denied any involvement in any of the murders, rapes, or disappearances. However, when confronted with the evidence investigators had compiled, he began to confess. Although he did attempt to portray Bittaker as being more culpable in the murders than himself. Because obviously he was he didn't want to take all the blame. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a press statement relating to the police investigation into the murders issued on February seventh, nineteen eighty, Los Angeles County Sheriff Pete Pitches stated the victims had been subject subjected to sadistic and barbaric abuse, adding that five charges of first degree murder would be sought against both Bittaker and Norris. Um, Pitches also stated that police had also identified 19 of the women depicted in the pictures as being individuals who had been reported missing and that the teenage girls and young women may have all been murdered. Um, Mm -hmm. He did stress that they had no conclusive evidence to suggest that these additional 19 women photographed had fallen victim. However, they felt it absolutely couldn't be true. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just so crazy how the two of them go about the trial so differently norris fully went in pled guilty bitteker on the other hand he was arraigned for on 29 charges of kidnapping rape sodomy and murder in addition to the various charges of criminal conspiracy and possession of a firearm he was also charged with two counts of conspiracy to commit murder dating from December 1999, in which he had unsuccessfully attempted to persuade two inmates due to be released to murder Robin Robeck in order to prevent her from testifying against him. Um, when asked for his plea, he remained silent and Judge William Hollingsworth entered a plea of not built, not guilty on his behalf. So 
Then we go into the trial where Norris testified as to how he became friends with Bittaker in jail, how the pair formulated a plan to kidnap, rape, and kill teenage girls. And responding to questions from the prosecutor, Norris stated that in June 1979, he had unsuccessfully attempted to abduct and rape a woman who escaped unharmed. And then he went in and chronologically recounted all of the five murders in addition to the rape of Robin and the attempted abduction of a woman named Jan Mallon, who had also, which had also occurred on September 30th, as well as the attempted abduction of an identified young woman on September 22nd. Um, about the actual murders, he said he was unsuccess he unsuccessfully attempted to strangle Schaefer, where then Bittaker had strangled her instead. Mm -hmm. um, he had also been told by Bittaker to drive to a nearby store to purchase alcohol when Hall was murdered, after which when he returned to find Bittaker smiling and holding Polaroid pictures he had taken of Hall after informing he intended to kill her. Um, about Lamp and Gilliam, he stated that the two girls were held captive for over a day before being murdered adding that Bittaker had killed Gilliam before himself, uh, before he himself bludgeoned Lamp about the head as Bittaker strangled her. Um, and then when discussing the abuse and torture of Shirley Ledford, he stated he had, upon the insistence of Bittaker, committed the actual murder. Um, Bittaker had informed him that I should kill her because I hadn't killed anyone yet. I knew this was coming, so I agreed. Um, he, they also used a coat hanger to strangle her and then stated that the pair had driven to Sunland where he discarded Shirley Ledford's body upon the front lawn as Bittaker waited in his van. Oh so yeah, then, I forgot. They dropped one of them in the front lawn and someone thought it was actually a mannequin for a while and then they called the police when they found out. Yeah. So this so then sick. led to, yeah, so this then led to the seven minute section of audio tape that the pair had created of Ledford's abuse and torment. Um, apparently, Bittaker had repeatedly played this as he drove in the weeks before his arrest. He considered the contents to be, quote unquote, really funny. How fucking messed up is that? I watched some of their testimonies and it was really 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 dark like the way that Bedeker talked about stuff he was like we paid her to perform like to play along and act out that she was enjoying the stuff and to act like it was the rape and he was like but she just wasn't doing it right so I had to hit her and like it was so fucking disgusting the way he was talking yes. about it I was like how what how does this happen to a human how do they become this it's so creepy yeah and anyway. the tape, yeah, and then the tape was played in front of more than a hundred people in the courtroom, and they were um, leaving like horrified. Yeah. yeah, so some people actually. I was wondering. Yeah. Yes. How, can jurors sue for emotional distress? I don't because know. That's a good question. I've never knock on wood. All of them were like, I've never heard this kind of screaming. I've never heard of any of this. Like they had interviews of the jurors and they were like, I can't stay in that room and listen to that. It's so horrifying. Like it's trauma. It traumatizes you to hear that yeah, kind it's of traumatic. thing. Like, I wonder if jurors can sue for like distress, know. emotional distress. I'm so we curious. Look that I'm going to look that up. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. So the deliberation lasted three days um 
On February 17th, 1981, Bittergrove was found guilty of five counts of first-degree murder, one charge of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, five charges of kidnapping, nine charges of rape, two charges of forcible oral copulation, one charge of sodomy, and three charges of unlawful possession of a firearm. There was then the death penalty deliberation, which began on February 19th and lasted just 90 minutes where Bittaker was sentenced to death for the five counts of first-degree murder upon which the prosecution had sought this penalty. He showed no emotion as the verdict was delivered, although he did stare at the jurors. Did he talk the about that took at all? 60 seconds. No. They took 60 seconds to approve the death penalty. Like, it was... That's what the vote was. Yeah. 60 seconds. They, everyone was, like, immediate because... Yeah, his they showed his face in the in the courtroom and he was just like nothing not nothing behind the eyes it's so scary so march 24th 1981 was the formal sentencing and um if the sentence imposed was ever reverted to life imprisonment judge thomas fredericks imposed an alternative sentence of 199 years and four months to take immediate mm -hmm. effect the initial execution date for bitteker was set for december 29th 1980 in 1989, which Bitteker appealed. And on June 11th, 1990, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the decision for him to be executed. His renewed execution date was scheduled for July 23rd, 1999, but uh, 1991, sorry. Um, but Bitteker again appealed the decision and was granted a further stay of execution on July 9th. Um, he was granted several death row interviews following his 1981 conviction. Like you were saying, never expressed any remorse for his crimes. He apparently mm -hmm. filed more than 40 frivolous lawsuits while in jail. <laughs> being served a broken cookie and crushed sandwiches by the prison cafeteria. That was one of He's his joking. Suits. No. That's ridiculous. He cited as examples of him being subjected to cruel and unusual punishment. He was declared a anything to make him the victim. Like that's what he's doing. Yeah. He's trying to make himself victim. ready for me to butcher a word. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> was declared a vexatious, a vexatious. Oh, maybe I said it right. Litigant mm. in 1993 and was not allowed to file lawsuits without the express permission of an attorney or a judge because he filed so many ridiculous suits. Oh my God. Lawsuits. That's really um, funny. Yeah. In 2016, <clears throat> he was asked if he would consider writing to the victim's families, which he claimed he was too ashamed to even try to beg for forgiveness. Um, the sincerity of his expressions of remorse had been disputed by numerous professionals who referenced Bittaker's consistent reveling in his notoriety and who noted the fact he would tailor his outlook on his actions to one of regret to those whose attentions he wished to maintain. He finally yeah, died like on death row. Yeah, he finally died on death row at San Quentin State Prison on December 13th, 2019, at the age of 79, and it was reported as natural causes. Um, and then Norris was incarcerated and put at the Richard J. Donovan Correctional Facility, and he also died of natural causes at the California Medical Facility on February 24th, 2020, at the age of 72. He had repeatedly claimed that the sole reason he participated in the murder was out of fear of Bitteker, and also claimed to have twice contemplate contemplated 
confessing to his and Bitteker's responsibilities in the murder to the police. He also claimed to have deterred three potential victims from entering Bitteker's van. He said that Bitteker was the only one who enjoyed the acts of torture and murder. Quote, quoting, I didn't kill, enjoy killing. That was Lawrence. It was his favorite part, watching the women struggle to live, knowing he'd soon be taking their life away. Um, but investigators and psychologists have stated Norris derived equally extreme gratification from the domination, abuse, and torture inflicted upon the victims. He mm-hmm. initially became eligible for parole in twenty in two thousand nine, but declined to attend his parole parole hearing, thereby automatically deferring his parole. And then he was de- denied parole again in twenty nineteen and died while still incarcerated. So Bitteker so... actually died of cancer and a heart heart failure. Um, what? <clears throat> and you let me know. talk? Well, I just wasn't sure, but it was in the documentary, like. That he talked about how he was in so much pain with this woman and he was like saying that he is starting to have feelings and he was like crying at the tv when a goat died he's like i'm no longer a sociopath yeah he was saying that and he was like maybe i'm getting a taste of what my victims went through and they like had him sobbing over the phone and it was really horrifying and and gross yeah it was so okay so this you gotta watch it because this woman becomes she says she's friends with him like she called if he could be the uncle to her son and she was like sure like there are pictures of them with their arms around each other it's really really creepy but she was just like really wanted to get super close to him to study him as a psychologist but like the way she did it really creeps me out i feel like there has to be something wrong with her you know i'm interested no you know what I'm interested in learning more about is people who are like attracted to people like this. Yeah, that's sick. You know that kind of st- like I'm. I wonder what's up with the people who actually are like voluntarily. We should talk about that. Yes, I like that. Okay, wait. One more thing that freaked me out was that. Yeah, Jackson. So he actually was so terrified when they were in jail. He thought they were going to get out of jail and come after him. So he committed suicide and he wrote a letter saying, Oh my God. Maybe if I die, he'll let my wife and kid live. So he killed himself because he was so scared of them. And to think it was just, and that guy was was also convicted. But he was also convicted. But that's how he knew them. Yeah. And to think he got out and like horrifying yeah so scary so he killed that's the saddest like the whole thing is really fucked up anyway the whole thing is <laughs> disturbing and all that but i'm glad i guess mm-hmm. i'm not glad but like i am glad we finally covered it because you and i have been talking about this case for a few months now and have been debating mm-hmm. on should we talk about it should we not talk about it but i think yeah it's it's a very interesting and fascinating one based on the fact that these two were essentially set up for this kind of life maybe there needs to be more control in prison with like who can communicate about what and like and who's around uh, who and right i'm sure there is more control over that now but i mean i mean i'd hope so so scary we don't need more people like this god forbid knock on wood like so scary yeah so scary. so scary. 
Okay, let's take a deep breath, everyone. And the whole time you were talking, every time you did like a gesture, a thumbs up would come up. It'd be like they were murdered. Like I, I don't need. It's not that I'm trying to do a thumbs up. It's literally I don't know these settings on my Zoom. I want to make a clip of all the like dark things you're saying with thumbs up popping up and like tag Zoom. People are gonna think I'm insane if they don't think so already. Oh, like anyway, Zoom. welcome, welcome back, everyone who skipped out. Welcome back, welcome back. We just took a a collective deep breath to switch <sighs> gears because there's really no good segue between what we just talked about and what we're about <laughs> to talk really. about. So, um, <sighs> yeah, guys, the new season of Drag Race has started. How about we're going from? a drag of a story to a drag of a story to drag race i don't know we're we also just talked about a van and we're talking about drag race now that's good love it you like how i also did this like i'm surprised the thumbs uh up didn't pop up fuck off i love you sorry um but yeah i'm so just seasons, jealous I, do it. every i don't know why mine does i don't know i'm the only one who can do it i don't get it anyway oh, sorry season 16 of rupaul's drag race the american virgin has started so excited it's been great kaisa and i are huge fans of the show huge huge and we actually know someone who does artwork and goes to BravoCon and sells his work, which is kind of cool. Um, yes, we do. Go Devin. Um, and mm. so, yeah, this season, season two of our podcast, we're trying to talk about other things besides Bravo. So, sorry <laughs> for anyone. Next week, we'll talk about Vanderpump Rules because we know that's coming back. We're both so excited. We got the countdown going on our Instagram. Don't forget, you can actually get a notification for when it goes off we got you covered mm-hmm. don't you worry um but before let's talk about drag race we have a whole new cast um they went and did a double they did a part one and two opening which i feel like is because which it's is a, a twist, it's a they, twist. they've done it before though yeah i guess they have they did it season six no. they did it yeah um I feel like because it's an even season. Mm-hmm. It's like a trend of an even, even. They did it, season. They did it season 12 with Jan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I kind of so, don't mind. I kind of like the split. Because you I get do. to know them a little better. Yeah, when exactly. I a ton of them all at once. Yeah. And no one, and no one has, no one was, um, I was about to say voted off the island, but that's incorrect. No one sashayed away. <laughs> They are using a lot of sur- survivor things in this. I know. By the way. Yeah. And I love no one survivor. Sash- I'm a huge survivor fan. My sister is obsessed with survivor. The she's newest season sur- is the best one, by the way. Um. She's obsessed with survivor and the challenge. And I'm like, okay. Oh. Um, yes. I'm obsessed with the challenge. I gotta say, I just, well, you know, traitors. Traitors. Yeah. Yeah. He used to be um. on real world world rules challenges He's on every, he's from Charlestown, which is right across the bridge from where I live. Oh, what a man. I didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> so Sorry, please continue. I thought 
one in Drag Race was so much better than Group Two. So right? much stronger. Do you agree? So as yeah. a collective, so much stronger. Really like the talent show aspect of doing that as the first episodes, because you actually get mm-hmm. to see what these queens are capable of, and not. And honestly, like I'm kind of. Is. I'm kind of over them just doing the normal like let me lip sync to a song and dance around because like we know we're gonna see that eventually mm-hmm. like I yeah. enjoy the ones that do something a little different like when Willow Pill did it and did the Enya song with the bathtub and the toaster oven like yeah. how fucking <laughs> stupid was that but so amazing like amazing yeah give me something like that like Plain Jane, yes, our Boston queen, we love. Mm-hmm. She is downright insane, and I adore her. But Burger Finger, Burger Finger was. I kind thought that of, was so funny. I thought it was, it was hilarious. Uh, it was like, very. Who the, who's coming up with that? It was very Jimbo. <laughs> Jimbo, yeah. It but the problem Jimbo. is, is that so well, many seeing, people are, by the way, in March or yeah, March. so many people are comparing her to Jimbo that she actually had to come out and make a statement, being like, "I am not trying to be Jimbo." I know. I laughed. I was like, "This is absurd." I laughed. And her I was like, "This is the stupidest was like, thing." I smelled burgers. My, in my I was like, eating a cheeseburger and I smelled my <laughs> finger, and that was it. But like when she takes the ketchup and mustard bottles and is squeezing it on her fake tits, I'm like, <laughs> pretty good. I'm like, what is happening? And then it wasn't ending, and you just see her face, and I was like, what the? Okay, I'm loving the like comedic relief of the chest plates because chest plates yes. have come and gone, and like now I'm loving like the weird ones. Like, like the two Sephira Crystals. Was the, yeah, yeah. Sephira Crystals, like, Itty Bitty Titty Committee. So and, like, <laughs> they were so tiny and so close so together. Was and so Michelle was like, clearly, up. Michelle was like, this is clearly your first breastplate. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. They were so but, I mean, what about her talent show singing opera and oh, changing incredible. the words on the screen? I was like, this is fantastic. It is so creative and she was so good. Like yeah. the opera was so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, then you have Q who did the Q. ballet. That was funny. Hands. Yes. But see, like the ones we remember and the ones we like are the different ones, except mm-hmm. for Mirage. Yeah. You think I'm a bitch? <laughs> I loved that. Mirage was funny. I yeah. did see like too much of the campy Las Vegas. Like, I mean, yeah. It was like every queen I see from Las Vegas, I'm like, okay, you're really talented, but like you do one thing and then I don't know. One trick pony. It seems too curated a little bit. Yeah. No, I agree. But I mean, she even said that about herself. She's like, I'm a Las, I'm a Las Vegas queen. Like, this is what I do. Yeah. yeah. But the heel clacking is very talented. Oh, yeah, I agree. The I was like, forward. how do I learn how to do that? I have to grow like six foot long legs. I really I need you to do that. I need to see you do that. Not with my stubs. I'm I'm a solid five four on a you good need to see day. Spinning around on the floor like. Um, <laughs> I need that. It's not happening. Um, okay. 
there's so many New York queens. I'm just realizing. There's always so many New York queens, though. Yeah. Always. And I love that they all know each other and they all have like opinions about each other. It's it makes the drama. Um, what did you think about the ball being so like the freaking first real first real amazing it wasn't like the outfits here's something i'll say yeah the designers they hire to make those outfits i've heard like the inside scoop they pay so much money and i feel like those artists need to be recognized the ones absolutely making their costumes i feel like there's no recognition I completely agree. I feel like some queens do that on their Instagram when the episode comes out. They're like, this outfit was designed by this person. I think they all need to be doing that. Mm -hmm. The other thing I think, and you know exactly what I'm about to say, because I say it every fucking week that there's a design challenge, is that how do you get on season 16 of RuPaul's Drag Race and you don't know how to do a basic stitch? How can you come on the show and not know how to sew? Like, even if you find out that you are going on the show, take some classes. At least take or one. ask your grandma or something. Yes. Like, just just <laughs> learn how to do one stitch. That's all we're asking. Because if I see Hershey LaCour Jeté's stupid-ass outfit, sorry, that looked like it came off the mm-hmm. rack at Kmart. No offense to Kmart, but, like, yeah, but it was bad. And then the pants, drag level. She, didn't, she didn't even make the pants. The pants were pants she had, and all she did was gl- hot glue in fucking fabric to the pockets. Mm-hmm. She deserved to go home. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. She deserved to go home. No, I agree. I completely agree. Okay, and I'm wondering, like, I just don't get how you're acting surprised that there are sewing challenges. Like, they all There's no are surprise. always like, they're you know always there's like, going to be. What? Oh, I don't know how to sew. <laughs> You know that there's going to be sewing challenge, acting challenge, snatch game. Come on. Come on. Be prepared. Yeah. And what was the other thing I, oh, and the other thing I was upset about was last night or this Friday's episode this past week where Mirage didn't know the fucking words to the lip sync song. I don't care if you did the best that week, you should still know the words to the lip sync song because you never know what's going to happen. And they're given the songs beforehand. Also, so it's Dark Lady by practice. Cher. I know. Right? How how do you not you do know drag? That? How do you not know that? Yeah. It's a Cher like, themed But they're given them too. Episode. Yeah. But it's like it's They're given the like a group of songs that they need to learn. Yeah. Oh, it's like it you got to know it. But also it's like Dark Lady by Cher. Like everyone knows that how do you not know the words after like especially in drag culture though like that yeah, that's what i'm saying every that's share like, song every yeah share you song. need to know how you need to know the words i'd be i understand more if it was like season five when it was jinx versus um jinx and i love her why am i blanking detox jinx versus detox Detox, and it was that song do you remember when they did it at the candy ball mm-hmm. and it was like that crazy um yeah yes you know what i'm talking about 
But yes. I'd understand if she didn't know the words to that. <laughs> Sorry, I just like, looked up the video. Yeah. But you know what song I'm talking about. It's like, yes. So crazy. Like, and like, I don't even think it's did in you, English. Did you, it's like circus song or something. I don't know. I have it on my Spotify, but like, I'd understand if Mirage didn't know the words to that song. The fact that her dance right. moves were great. Like she was putting on a show and I totally agreed with Plasma. I was like, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. Geneva Carr was right. very lucky that Mirage didn't know the words. Mm-hmm. You're right. That could have been um, a toss yeah. up. Yeah. Who, um, who do you see as your top four? Okay. I was going to ask you the same thing. I oh, am I saying it. Plasma. Mm-hmm. Q. God, this is really hard. I think Plain Jane is going to be up there. Mm-hmm. And I think Dawn is going to be up there. She's a favorite right now. I like Dawn a lot. I um, like Dawn a lot too. And I see Rue really, really liking Dawn. Rue like, loves. Crush, crush wise. Always. <laughs> My top four are Plain Jane, Safira mm-hmm. Crystal, Nymphia have, Wind. Yeah, Safira. Nymphia Wind and Q. They're, there's they're honestly there's really a good. there's a lot of talented queens mm-hmm. notice how neither of us said a mandatory meeting yeah <laughs> don't get me wrong kind of love her but at the same time yeah she needs help i think geneva Carr will get will leave soon i think so too i think magami will too morphine if she slaps her ass one more God. time, <laughs> like we get it, uh, you got a BBL. Like congratulations. How do you I feel don't... about Plain Jane being like a villain? I mean, she's spewing she's not facts. Being that bad, yeah, yeah. She's not being that bad. Like I've honestly, I've heard a lot of like feedback from other reviewers that are like, in this climate. We need everyone to be super supportive. But I come to Drag Race to see a little bit of drama and shade. Like, that's part of now, drag. Yeah. That's now part we're of getting drag. Into, yes. But now we're getting into in a whole other thing where, like, the... I can't stand... I feel like so many people are going to get mad at me, but I don't care. I can't stand the whole everyone's a special snowflake. No. no me that's not true. It's not true. That takes away the fun of a competition. Like... Yeah. That's like, what this is, is a competition. Yeah. I'm sorry. I grew up being, being I grew up being told that there's always going to be someone smarter, faster, stronger than me, and I'd have to work my ass off to get there. I was not told mm-hmm. I'm a special snowflake and everything great will happen to me. No, you got to work for it, people. Like all about being supportive of each other. Like they can support each other and still yeah, be like dramatic. Absolutely. Yes. But like, I live for a petty moment, guys. Why do you think I love so, that? Yeah. Why do we watch all of the Bravo shows? Yeah, why are we here? This is what we do. This is what we love. Um, But okay, who do you think will win? Like calling it right now, if you had to, who would win? I know it's hard, but like, I want to have us like call someone. Okay, Nymphia. Nymphia wind. Wait, why didn't I say Nymphia? I don't know. Obviously, Nymphia. Nymphia was my top choice. 
Okay, I'm starting over. Nymphia <laughs> is absolutely top because I yeah. think she's, I called it when I texted you, I called that yeah. she was going to win. Uh, Dawn, I think. Safira. I think Plain Jane will get to the top but not win. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah. I think the top I two know. will end top up being, for now. <laughs> no, I think top two will end up being Safira and Nymphia. Like, I can see that mm -hmm. showdown. I see that. Yeah. I see that. God, and it could be either one of them. But Nymphia I, that's is That's really why I'm smart. so, yeah, that's why I'm so interested in seeing how this uh, season plays out. Because they're both mm -hmm. really strong when it comes to look and comedy. Performance. Yeah, yeah. And like any performance. And performance. They're, um, they, are, they are charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. They sure they are. are. Okay, I thought I want to say the word, but I know we're. I want to say the word, but I know we're blank. I know we're bleeping that out. They are coonsy. They're coonsy. <laughs> they're she. Um, they're very. So, but not actually. They're very, not really. Like, they're they're not amazing. Really, they're. Yeah. Um, the next episode is live improv, which I feel like will be really good. <laughs> um, I love live improv. Wait, didn't they just do live improv too? I, I don't know maybe I'm wrong last the maybe. the mirage leaving episode was live improv wasn't it yeah it was rdr live oh what there's a note that I have that says the next one is also live improv but I'm it might totally be wrong. no it might be I want it to be, not to be I want it to be snatch game um, already yeah, I guess, but I like it when it's narrowed down a little bit for Snatch Game. I I think the Snatch Game episode is always the one that separates the right. like true really talent. Does. I feel like Chandelier, where I keep I going like team talent and team look. Like I want Nymphia to not cling to the banana looks. Well. And I'm worried she's gonna keep going back to bananas. Well, she didn't. She didn't. She didn't this the, last one with the blue. No, she didn't do it for the ball either. Yeah, yeah the gown. That's beautiful. Um. Yeah. So I, that was something I was worried about the first after the first episode. I was yeah. like, she's well, just I mean, gonna be a banana theme. I mean, yeah, person. she went. She went pretty ham on it. I mean, that the tearaway look was fantastic, though. I, really I'm still not sure like, about the egg. I'm not sure about like the egg being <laughs> a bunch of bananas as like her first look, but okay, sure. Whatever. We're into it. Whatever. We're into it. It worked. It worked. Um, yeah. But yeah. This season mm. is good. Uh, the guest judges have been great so far. Sarah Michelle Geller giving me all of my Buffy fantasy. Like, yeah. I loved it. Isaac Misrahi did the ball. And then we had Becky G and Charlize Theron. I didn't know who the fuck Becky G was, first of all. She goes like, singing the in the shower. Then they played that. And I was that like, song okay. came out forever uh, ago, though. Has she not have it, had a hint? I know. She's um, so young. Like, who is know, this? She, she had team. great skin. She did. I love that. Um, I did love that Charlize Theron came out, though, and was like, I have that's meatballs. what I was trying to think of. Yes, Charlie. Sorry, he decided he wanted name? to join. I saw uh, she's a she's a girl crush. She's a girl crush. I love her. I love Hi. her. She's yes. She's a hot and I love her in Lori. everything she's in. 
Corey, what do you think of the season Corey, so far? You look so clean and fresh. The bear face. Anyway, sorry. I love his face. Um, anything to anything to recommend? Okay, I haven't told you this, but I'm what? learning oh. Swedish. <laughs> what? I'm learning Corey. Swedish with Duolingo. <laughs> I love Duolingo. So I was learning Spanish and like doing that consistently, but then Dane's sister got me on like a th- the family plan that doesn't have ads and stuff. So oh, nice. I've been obsessively doing the Swedish classes because my friend Jake does Swedish. So I'm Wait, learning totally, to speak Swedish. <laughs> I totally, um, I totally forgot to ask you what you're thinking of the lip syncs so far. I think they're good. I feel like, okay. I find them underwhelming. This controversial. That, yeah, this is controversial. Ah. I want them to move to something ah. else and not do like no more lip sync for your life yeah i kind of want it like what would they do i want them to change it yeah you're right there's nothing that's like equal playing field like that's what they do lip syncing my thing though is like yeah it's been when you when you've come from a season where you had anitra versus marsha 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 doing boss bitch by doja cat and both of them hit that like part it's like no i know okay wait the first lip sync challenge with uh big booby lady what's her name saphir oh (laughs) plain jane her boobs were popping out i was laughing so hard because her nipple was out for a while and she had no idea she was like and ross was like that was funny yeah Yeah. that was funny and she like noticed it later on but i mean saphir killed yeah, Safira killed the Beyonce. Yes. That was really good. But the rest have been just like, eh. Meh. Like, I'm not paying full attention. I, I need <laughs> I need that Sasha Colby energy, and I'm not yes. getting it. I need some jump splits. I, like, need some I don't feel like, I don't feel like they're lip syncing for their life. I feel like they're just lip syncing for their next meal. It doesn't and I'm seem not high getting... energy enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where is it? Yeah. I want to see seem like someone tired. flip over someone else. Let's go. They seem t- they're not interacting with each other either, which is something yeah. fun when, when they're like, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Chop, chop. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So you're anyway, doing Duolingo. What do you I love recommend? that. <laughs> oh, what am I recommending? So oh, oh, oh so I know much. what you're recommending. I'm not recommending that. That is... <laughs> I'm already blushing thinking about that. No, I'm not recommending that. Um, <laughs> okay, fine. I downloaded what about the app. Your books? Yeah, that's what I was going toward. But yeah, the okay. Quinn app is the Quinn app is very interesting. <laughs> I need to check um, it out. I still haven't. Just be forewarned. I'm warning you right now. Okay. Don't don't okay. listen to it. And I I may have tried listening to it while grocery shopping and may have dropped an apple it was not it was not good yeah (laughs) it was not good um but yes my books I am (laughs) I'm obsessed with Zodiac Academy right now it's so good the writing's awful however but everyone loves it I've flown through a book a day essentially and like the books keep getting longer and longer. I think I'm on book four right now and it's like 600 and something pages, 600, 700 pages. Book six is like a 1200 so pages. 
Well, I, I get really into it. so fast. I'm trying to get to the That's smut. Amazing. I'm trying to get through the, like, <laughs> oh, they found out they were a phoenix. Great. But when does um, the professor smut. come back? Yeah. I'm like, when does Lance Orion come back? Because that's really what I'm interested in. Like, where is it? Um, where is it? And then A Court of Thorns and Roses, that whole series. Akatar. It's so good. That whole series. Okay. Loving Love this. It. Loving it. Any shows? Um, I started rewatching The Sopranos. God, I just did that if like you, a couple years ago. If you haven't seen it, so good. Fun fact: my grandmother's maiden name was Soprano. I mean, it, that's that the makes correct way. sense. Thanks. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Um. <laughs> uh, wait. I've been watching the new True Detective. I haven't started um, it yet. It's good. So it's like a totally new thing in Alaska, but my friend just told me that one of the characters is actually tied into Matthew McConaughey's McConaughey. character. Yes. And I didn't know that. They well, haven't like the told clip. us anything about it, but yeah. I saw the clip on yeah. TikTok. Yeah. So I feel like things have already been screwed for me in that, but like. No, there's, you haven't, that's nothing. That is not okay. anything. Like it doesn't tell anything about the plot. It's like, okay, good. it's good. I recommend it. I recommend it. Um, I also started mm-hmm. watching Chicago Med again, which I totally forgot came back on. And then I thought of it one minute and I was like, I'm watching both episodes. Wait, but like, <sighs> are you, are you watching the new season? Yeah. But isn't Dr. Halstead not there anymore? See, like my heartthrob's gone. I don't know if I can watch it. Now. I know he is actually one of the best characters. So I don't. Maybe I'm we'll obs- come back. I love him. Yeah, I love. I don't him. like his like weird drug. I don't like the drug addicted Ob. I don't like. Oh her. yeah, when he dated Hannah, he annoys me. But she's. But you there know his still. brother. His brother is on Chicago PD, and I can't get into really? Chicago PD. I haven't watched that. I've been watching Chicago Fire as like Chicago noise, Fire. I, still watch I love <laughs> Chicago Fire. Oh my god. Oh um, my god. I go back and forth between Severide and Casey all the time. But then my problem with mm-hmm. Severide is that he's Lady Gaga's ex-fiance. <gasps> what? I didn't know that. Taylor Kinney, yes. And that's the song she, the, you and you and I is about him whoa i need to watch this with a new fun facts of light. the day that's, that's a good one it's a good fun but fact. then you know who i also really love who? like otis mm-hmm. i date otis mm-hmm. that's who i would end up dating <laughs> let's I face it too i don't know i would date otis i don't know who i would date that's always the game i play when i watch these shows <laughs> that's always the game i play I when i watch these shows i'm like which one would i date again mustache um it's been super fun you guys great episode <laughs> it's been fun we're add uh guys is gonna have so much fun editing this i will um, I'll have a blast i'm gonna do it yeah. really quick actually yeah because this needs to so go out um but guys thank you again for listening don't forget to like subscribe follow leave a review don't just give us stars leave a little review so we can know what you're thinking um you can also come you can also comment on each episode so let us know what you think um 
And then also don't forget, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, um, Google, and we're on iHeartRadio now. And don't forget to go on our website. You can also listen to all the episodes there. We're going to hopefully start a newsletter or something. I don't know. We're talking about it. It's apparently an option on our website. So uh, yeah, (gasps) thanks for sticking in there while we went on this interesting journey today. Thank you. It was fun. Thanks. Have a great one, guys. Bye. Bye.